Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Wendy Papazan. And today, Seychelle and I are spitballing a little bit here. We are, we're going to be talking about about how to do hard things, because frankly, it's been a tough year for <laughs> for both of us. These last, uh, I was gonna say, it's actually been like a tough year. two and a half years, really. Yeah, tough, yeah. really three years for yeah. me. Um, True. I know three years ago, some of you know my story, but three years ago, uh, my real estate team started to fall apart. And there's a lot of reasons for it. There's not one reason. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, but ultimately, they all have to do with me because I was I was the leader at the time. Well, I'm still the leader. Mm-hmm. And um, in the course of just a few months, 26 people left my team. It got to be so that I had PTSD anytime anybody mm-hmm. wanted to have a conversation with me because I was pretty sure that they were going to tell me that they were that they were leaving. And, you know, honestly, it was hard for me. I think I was telling this to someone the other day. It was really hard because it was, it was the collective trauma of all those people leaving. It was, and everybody had their own reasons for leaving and they were all legitimate. And, and I didn't, I feel like I didn't deserve the collective trauma because there, there was no one single thing that I had done that should have created all that pain Mm. for me. And, um, because at the time I've, you know, I'm a decent leader. You know, I'm not a bad leader. Um, I made some bad choices about some of the things that I did. And um, some of the things that happened, you know, were ultimately my fault. But I didn't do anything so bad that I deserved that collective trauma. And so that was what was really hard. And I I know you're the same way. Seychelle, you had Mm -hmm. something similar happen to you a little bit after me. Mm -hmm. um, It's interesting because our businesses, I'm kind of like... I, I miss our two co-hosts. They're amazing and always bring such wisdom to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this episode today, it's kind of fun doing it with you because you, our, our two businesses often are within six months to a year of each other, wherever they are. It's in amazing. The cycle. I know. Um, and it's been that way since we met. Yeah, honestly. it really has. It has literally. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, over 10, we're fairly over similar as leaders yeah. too. We are. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we wanted to take some time today to share with you guys some of this as far as um, like the real, real behind the scenes, um, because we've had some of you reach out over COVID that may have heard some of our stories or, or you know, heard about our experiences. And sometimes you're just in the thick of it. And it's helpful to know that you're not alone and that other people um, see you and hear you and are with you in it. Um and so we, you know, we thought we might share with you, you know, some of our, of our things that we have learned, some of the hard things that we've been going through over the last couple of years, how we're finding a way to move forward and grow and learn and find joy um, despite some of the challenges. And, you know, I think the first thing that I have learned is that um, I think the phrase misery loves company is a piece of crap. But I do think um, in, cause you don't, I don't want, I don't want someone to like just sit there and wallow with me in pain forever. Right. That's a misery loves company to me. But I, I will say that building a tribe of people that have been through hard things and have come out on the other side can be so impactful and powerful when you are in the thick of it. 
Like I Mm -hmm. oftentimes in the middle of hard for me, yes, I may need like a week to sit if it's really, really bad or 10 minutes if it's not like terrible, but like, you know, you need a hot minute to just kind of like have your moment. But one of the best things that I think about our relationship that I have found is when you're in the middle of a really hard time or I'm in the middle of a really hard time, we pick up the phone and call each other and say, how do I get through this? How do I move through this? How do I, what do I learn? What did you learn? What do you wish you would have done? Um, And to have leaders that are high-minded in your world that you can make those calls to, um, I think really makes a huge difference to allow you to do the hard things you need to do when you're in the middle of the thick of it. And so I'm I'm really thankful for that. I love that. Well, and I'm thankful for that, for that too. And I'm, I'm honestly so thankful for your friendship, Seychelles. I mean, you, you and I have known each other for, I don't know, 12 12 years, something. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Do you remember when we met? Do you remember that? Um, Well, you and I have different memories because for some reason, I remember meeting you. I remember meeting, I remember having lunch with you at the Ritz Carlton in Atlanta and you were wearing a really cute kind of like poofy skirt that was really cute. Um, and you were like, but I don't brand- even remember being in Atlanta. I, I remember sitting or? with you. Yeah. Yeah. You, it was like you were visiting for family <laughs> yeah. reunion and, um, you had like just gotten into real estate and we sat down and it was Kristen. I don't think I was at that family reunion. Yeah. Well, I, that's I where my head has us. But I yeah. also remember your other memory. Well, I have which, a better story, which is, which is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were at the high ball, which is a bowling. Well, at the time it's, it's really a bar fun. now. Yeah, it's a bowling. it was a bowling alley and bar attached mm-hmm. to the Alamo. And that's when I, it's, it was just a really, it was cool when they had the bowling alley inside yeah, it of it. it was fun. And you, you showed up with Ben Kinney, mm-hmm. our friend Ben. And for some reason I thought you were his girlfriend and I literally, <laughs> you were just so cute. You were just darling. And I really, I literally thought, oh, Ben must be a lot richer than I think he is <laughs> <laughs> because you were like so out of his league. Right. And I met you. Uh, but then I quickly realized that you were married to Nick and, yeah. uh, and all the things, but, uh, yeah. So that was like a dozen years ago and I, I think know. our businesses have tracked since then. So yeah, anyway, thank you to Ben or whoever just, introduced us. Yeah. I, I, well, I remember that lunch, but I don't, I, I'm going to try to see where it was because I, yeah, I know the lunch that you're talking about. Cause yeah. I think we met with some of the, like Kristen and some other people on uh-huh. your team and, and uh-huh. Barb. Yeah. No, I, uh-huh. I do remember that. Well, and but. Jay, Jay talked about you for years before I met you because Jay and I mm-hmm. both started at Keller Williams within like, I think he was maybe three years in when I started. Mm-hmm. And so we both have kind of grown up in um, the industry and the company together. And so it's been really fun to be a part of that and then to get to, um, you know, not only have him as a dear friend and person I admire in my life, but then to get to have you too. I mean, it was just like, it was, it's like two times the fun. It was so awesome um, yeah. that you were just yeah. as wonderful as he is. So I found that yeah. to be really cool. So great. You know, when I look yep. back over the last couple of years, Wendy, like, so you're, you were about three years ago, your team fell apart. Our team fell apart in um, January of 2020, right? Like mm-hmm. literally I had part of my team leave. And then I went and gave a eulogy for one of my dear friends who also happened to be married to one of my salespeople the next day. And then the day after that, the other half of the team quit, which was super cool. Um, and so in a matter of like three days, I either lost the entire sales side of our organization or honestly like buried part of it, literally. Yeah. Um, in like three days. And so, um, 
It was, it was a really rough period. And then right after that, COVID hit a month later. And I remember right after the whole team fell apart, I had agreed to do a panel conversation um, that we've talked about before. I did a panel conversation for our like region. We have 9,000 people in our region. And so we did like a big event um, over at the Cowboy Stadium. And I looked down, it, it was just such a brain fog. It was a matter of, you know, between half the team leaving the eulogy and the funeral service. And then the panel, it was like a five day period. So it was not long from one end to the other of that. And I remember I didn't even have time to prepare for the panel because I was just so in the middle of everything else and all the things you have to do. And thankfully our operations team was like in it with me, jumped in the trenches. We all got it figured out. And the sales side, we had to completely rebuild. And I was getting ready to walk up onto stage and I looked down at what our panel conversation was. And it was um, how to build um, a team that lasts was the name of it. (laughs) Literally less than five days after my entire sale of our business had imploded. And I just remember, and I had two amazing other people that had great businesses that were sitting up there with me. And I remember they looked at me and they said, so Seychelle, how do you you build a team that lasts? And I like, if you could have seen me, I think my face turned hot pink and I literally just started bawling. On on stage in front of everyone, and I just remember going, I have no idea. (laughs) And like, I am like waterworks. Like, I didn't bring tissues. I was not prepared. I am literally like sobbing on stage, and like our regional director Smokey Garrett's like, what? what is happening right now? I'm getting, my phone is blowing up on the side with Via and Wendy and our friend Ben Kenny and other people going, I'm getting weird text messages from people saying you're crying on stage right now. (laughs) Like what is happening to you? (laughs) I literally just had like the super, super awesome public meltdown, which was just so, you know, Mm. so um, humbling and rewarding. Um, And then, and then we had COVID. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I I relate to that. I mean, we I, I we were always the team in the market center where yeah. people talked you about had, us. Like we were the team you where had a very where sticky cohesive culture. Stayed yes. very very stable. Same. And mm-hmm. so, what's interesting about that is, is I think it was it's kind of like you're saying. It's kind of like you were saying. It's like, well, how did I make that happen? You know, was yeah. it sort of random? Probably was. Yeah, it probably was somewhat random. Um, was I not horrible? Yes, that was. That's probably also the case. <laughs> Um, but here we are, you know, three years later and, um, I can tell you, or in your case, I guess two years later, two and a half years Mm -hmm. later, I can tell you that, um, you know, we can all do hard things. And then of course, you know, everybody knows we had COVID and Seychelles and I rebuilt our teams and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I have some phenomenal people on my team now. And, and actually I I love the team that I have now. And I do too. I built I built it with, with, with team players. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you know, when you're in it, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. And some people have heard me say this before, but I just remember when my, um, you know, this gal who'd been with me for a long time, seven Mm -hmm. years, um, and whose life I impacted a lot. I would actually just given her a whole garage of furniture from like nice furniture from an Airbnb, Mm-hmm. that we had decided not to keep as an Airbnb. Uh, and she didn't even have, uh, she couldn't even, she couldn't even call me. She sent me an email mm-hmm. and it was very hard for me. Um, and I just sat down with Jay on the, on the couch that night. And I just 
was crying and I just said, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a big life anymore. I want a tiny Mm -hmm. little life. I don't want this. It's Mm -hmm. too much pain. It's too much heartache. It's too much sorrow. And, um, and I think it's hard to, the reality is you, you pour into people like as a leader, it's, I, I know we say it's business, but I will tell you when you care about your people, when you love them, yes. when you have helped them pay yes. for back taxes that they owe or help them with their down payment mm-hmm. for their first home or gifted them mm-hmm. vacations or um, yeah. surprised them with all sorts of other things 100%. that have massively impacted their life to all of a sudden have that relationship like uh, sometimes ripped apart. Um, ripped. And hopefully- yeah. Hopefully it's always a good exit. And I, I feel like you and I both have had a track record up until this point of actually having pretty decent like exits and we are on amicable terms and everything's good. And then all of a sudden you go through this period where it just feels like you're just ripping things. Just, I mean, Velcro, just mm-hmm. ripping apart. Um, that it it's hard to let go of that relationship. And even though you're like not in a yes. good space with them, yeah. it's hard then to like tell yourself not to care about them or to tell yourself that yeah. it's a different relationship now than it was and you can't pick up the phone and call them in the same way. And so there, there is a mourning yeah. period that I think I went through. Yeah. I think you did too with some of those relationships because it's hard not to care. Yeah. Well, and it's hard as a leader because you're, you're always on the outside in a way, you know, because mm-hmm. you're the boss um, mm-hmm. and you and I are both people, people. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just really tough because sometimes you'll be on social media and you'll see every single person yeah. that was on your real estate team in yeah. 2019 oh, yeah. together at an event. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. It's yes. really, that's honestly, for me, it's just so hard to see that because I'm, yeah. because I am a person, you know, yeah. and I am a thick skinned person, but underneath the thick skin, I'm still tender. And, yeah. um, and so that's, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just hard to see. And it's just a part of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's part of, it's part of being a leader. You don't always get to be the buddy, buddy of, of everybody yeah. that's on your team. So, you know, you yeah. made a comment of sitting on the couch of, you know, sometimes I, I, I think a lot of leaders resonate with this of the, do I just want to tear it all down? Do I just want to break it all apart? Do I just want to break it all down and just keep it small, keep it, tiny, keep it where it's safe and I can't get hurt again, or I don't have to have the stress or the responsibility or the liability or the accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, What made you at a certain point willing to change that and rebuild Mm -hmm. again? Yeah. Well, so um, I would say that I very much relate to that. I really was like, I, I, I want to, and I still, I am somewhat still in that mentality. I don't think I ever mm-hmm. really got back I'm to still that. Recovering. Like, I want to have, yeah. I want, I don't want to have, I, I want to have massive growth. I think I'm pretty clear now that if um, someone enters my world um, and they want that, I'm willing to in, to invest in them and invest in that. But I'm just not, you know, I'm I'm just not going to necessarily do it myself. I'm still, we're still growing. I mean, we just hired four people last week. So it's not like we're not growing at all, but I would say we've been very, very slow um, and stable these last couple of years. Um, And, you know, it's just in in the real estate industry and, and all the industries the last years, there's a lot of turnover. So it's not like we've had Mm -hmm. no turnover in our, in our, on our team or organization, but we don't Mm -hmm. have much, honestly. So I will say it allowed, I've had two, two major like opportunities in the last two, two and a half years since we've been rebuilding. Um, the, the first one was for us, um, we had zero 
what we, we had like one salesperson who we had literally mm-hmm. like had the funeral for her husband. She was our one salesperson that we still had. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was mourning. Um, but we had all of the operations expense and then none of the salespeople. Um, mm-hmm. And so a big motivator for me to rebuild was we had a phenomenal operations team. And mm-hmm. I was bound and determined like hell or high water, I'm keeping all of our people and we're not yeah, laying a single person off. And so that was a motivation for me to build immediately, quickly, um, aggressively to figure that out. And we had a lot of really good potential people in the pipeline coming in, but none of them had been up and trained yet. The second thing though, mm-hmm. that I have learned over the last probably six months. Well, to can I just year, jump in on that? Because, yeah. because I think, I, I think first of all, that's so important. Uh, the operation side of your team is, um, I think some people think it's not as important as the sales team. Mm-hmm. It's equally as important, if not more important, um, it is than it's the sales the, team. It's because, the heartbeat of our organization. It's the back of the house. Yeah. It's like, it's, if you think about a restaurant, the people that are in the back preparing the food, um, making sure that the quality is there, making sure that the customer has the quality. And then mm-hmm. you've got the salespeople on the front who are, who are selling everything, mm-hmm. um, selling the food to the, to the mm-hmm. customers in the restaurant. Um, if you have a bad waiter and the food is still amazing, you're probably going to come back to that restaurant. But right. if you go one time and the food is really good and the next time you go, it's really bad. The next time you go, it's really bad. You're probably not going to come back. No. And so that, That's a great that, that operational, yeah, mm-hmm. the operational kind of back end of the house is just, is just really important. And I made the mistake of when uh, my operations person left, um, she actually got her, I was really happy for her. She got her dream job. Um, mm. I decided, and some salespeople were leaving. I decided right. to not hire that um mm-hmm that key role, that operations mm-hmm. director. And it was a good thing because it allowed me to get our incredible uh, person that we have now, who's actually going to be moving into another role for us. Um, you know, and, and honestly, she's been a, a huge part of our stability and our rock these last couple of years. But that was a mistake I made was not mm-hmm. filling that position immediately, that operations mm-hmm. director. And I think people really underestimate the importance of that position, you know, especially on a real estate team. I think you are able to um, pretend to not pretend in the word like that. I mean that you can't do it. I mean, I think you're able to um, think operationally probably at a little bit higher level than I am. And so you can fake that longer, which allowed you more bandwidth not to have to replace it sooner. I am very clear for me personally that I am a relationship based person. I like building business. I, I like I am, I need to be on the relationship side of things and I can, Mm -hmm. I can flex on a strategic level, but my, um, energy level or my stamina on that side is I think much shorter than yours is. And so for Mm. me, if that same situation would have happened, I would have had to hire much faster because the, um, failure in the organization for me to be in that role would have been much faster than I think what yours was. I think you could Mm. hack it longer. Um, and well, so, I also yeah, had, a, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, Lee Bogar, she, oh, yeah. she stepped she's in awesome. for me yeah. and, um, even though she's not, um, she just has an amazing mix of weird people and analytical yeah. skills, but she was able to come in and kind of pinch hit, uh, yeah. you know, for, 
for a few yeah, months. She really was. Me, was really good. Yeah. And yeah. I think about yeah, like Kristen awesome. and Erica and Maria and our team, kind of our OGs. We've been together a really long time. And I think like, I always tell mm -hmm. them, I'm like, I would die without you guys. Like literally you are the literal spine of our organization that keeps everything in alignment and moving forward. And put together like without without them we would we would be majorly majorly up a creek they're just their brains are everything that mine is not which is so awesome to have yeah. somebody that compliments yeah. you in that way you know I think something over the last year that you and I have really learned is like so you can have business failures but we've also had some like major personal things that we have had to reassess priorities reevaluate um that have made us like I mean Quinn being in virtual school for a year and a half like that, I mean, you were homeschooling for a long time, like ver that changes your world, um, you know, and then layered on top of that, us really having to work with the decline of my dad's health and sell my parents' house with all the flooding that they had and then move them in with us and then move them out and then move him into memory care. And like all, all of those things that you like, that were not on my vision board <laughs> for 2020, <laughs> 21 or 22, um, that just have, have a way of coming in and forcing you to make space. Um, I think about like over the past few years, how freaking hard that has been on like the business, on the marriage, on the relationships, on friendships. And I think, I, I, I think back of just how life sometimes has a funny way of, um, slowing you down and forcing you to literally stop and assess everything. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm learning, I'm still in active learning on these. I'm not there, but I'm really actively learning um, that it is okay to actually have my business look different than other people's. Mm -hmm. And I think you did that beautifully when you had little bitties and you've done that again now. You've reinvented it a couple times. And this for me, I used to just have endless amounts of energy and I could work myself into the ground if I had to because I had endless amounts of energy. And now with that energy having to be divided between work, daughter, marriage, parents, you know, estate planning, like all of these things, I don't have unlimited amounts of time and energy to be able to spend on those things. And it's really forcing me um, to reprioritize and then to give myself permission and the comfort and the peace that I can do that and still have a really great, profitable, awesome business and amazing humans and we can all grow. But it really like driving towards that, like a life that I want. Um, mm -hmm. And and what do I envision yeah. it? Not because society or our team or other business owners have it a certain way. So I have to do it that way too. And I think getting into business at 22, you know, I just sort of was like, well, this is what somebody else is doing. Let's do that. Um, and course. I was comparing, yeah. well, you know, all, my outsides to their insides. Yeah. Um, well, and we're all models-based people. All of us on the podcast yeah, are models-based yeah. people. And that's, and that's actually a good thing. Um, but I would say, say Seychelle, uh, first of all, you are doing great. You are doing really, <laughs> you. really great. And for those of you out there that are, that are struggling, that are going through something hard, uh, you're doing great too. You really are. You are doing great. And sometimes we just need, uh, somebody in our life that we respect and love to tell them that they yeah. are doing great and you are enough and you are doing enough and that's okay because success can be on your terms. Uh, success is yes. what you yes. want and uh, success looks different for different people. Yeah. 
And it looks different for different people at different stages of their life. Mm-hmm. And you honestly, Seychelle, you, you know, you didn't get to have your roaring 20s. You know, you jumped in and helped your family with your business. So you didn't mm-hmm. really get that. And, um, you know, you started your own family. And honestly, it's, 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 yeah. it's not, it's not necessarily fair, you know, the hand that you were dealt and you've, you've really played it beautifully. And what I love about you is that finally, after about 17 years of doing the right thing by everybody in your life, um, you're choosing yourself. So I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I was slower, um, to look, um, how do I phrase it? I was, I think it was easier when acts of service are your love language. It's been easier to serve everybody else. Um, and I think doing the internal work, you know, I turned 40 this year, big four O. Um, <laughs> my, my, I feel like my twenties were like, who are you? Your thirties are like, okay, I know who I am and I'm going to like I've got endless amounts of energy and time and I'm going to do it all, right? Like you can kind of have your cake and eat it too in your 30s. And in my 40s, I feel like I'm in this mode of coming into my 40th year going, what do what do I want? I've spent 17 years, to your point, serving what everybody else wants. And um, Nick and I are really getting to have exciting conversations about what we want. Quinn will be, you know, college age in 10 years. So we have our forties to really spend focusing on what we want. How do we want to build our life? Just because somebody else has built it one way doesn't mean that's what we need. And how can we do it on our terms? How can we spend more time at the lake house? How can we spend more time playing and bringing joy and having fun and building that into our life? Um, And I think I'm also learning that my forties have to be asking for help more. I'm used Mm. to being Superman and you just throw it on your back and you keep going. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to ask for help and I actually have to build systems around asking for help because it's not something I naturally do. So I literally, that is a system I'm working every week on building because I, that's not a muscle I naturally do is mm. ask. So yeah, that's something yeah. I'm well, I think we're all like that. Yeah, yeah. We're all like that. I think everybody relates to that. I mean, um, yeah, I'm not the same way. I'm, I'm not like that either. I'm, I'm going to be yeah. a terrible nurturer when my husband's older, you know, he's not going to be that great at it either, probably. So we'll see what <laughs> happens there. But, um, yeah, yeah. So I just, anybody who's out there, I just want you to know that, um, I think the older you get, the more you understand this, that is, um, life isn't, about always moving up and forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Life is full of hard things. It just mm-hmm. is. Um, and whether or not you've had those hard things happen to you, uh, you need to understand it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And none of us is guaranteed another day. We just aren't. Mm-hmm. And so what Seychelle is telling us is, you know, we have to move through the hard things yep. with our thick skin, but with our tender underbelly as well. And um, never forget to um, to take care of ourselves at the same time, yeah. um, because success is 
is what we, what we, what we make it, even though we're always dealing with the hard things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if, if you don't have, if you don't have a you at the end of the day, because you have burnt out or you haven't taken care of your body or your mind or your soul, then you don't get to enjoy the rest of the journey because there is no destination on this earth at least. And so, you know, taking the time to slow down and to ask the questions we were asking, um, uh, an awesome person, Nicole Davison and I were having a call the other day and, you know, she was just, you know, going, going through leadership questions. And I really encouraged her to go back and ask the question first of what do I want my world to look like? What do I want my life Mm -hmm. to look like? And then how can my business serve me? And I don't mean it in like a selfish way of like, Oh, you guys all like do my bidding. But I mean, like, how can my business really help empower me to live my best life and put me in my wheelhouse for what Mm -hmm. I love and do best and then create opportunities for others in that there's freedom and excitement in that for me. Oh, I love that. Freedom. I love that. In fact, I was just, I was just teaching that it's a, it's a part of quantum leap, um, Mm -hmm. which is a class that was uh, written by Gary Keller. Awesome class. I was teaching that to my team this morning, which is this idea of starting with yourself and your personal mission and your personal values and, and taking the time to truly understand uh, who you are and what's important to you. And then figuring out a career that aligns with that. And for some of us, uh, it could be starting a business, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of people who um, are aligned with other people's oh, yeah. uh, vision and mission. And that's a wonderful thing. That's absolutely a wonderful thing. Uh, but understanding why you're on the planet and then, and then understanding that you're going to spend the majority of your time at work. And so, mm-hmm. so aligning your work with who you are. And then on top of that, you know, whether you're inside a business or you're running your own business is as you grow in your leadership, uh, help other people understand that as well. So you're sort of giving back in a people way um, based on your mission and and your values Mm -hmm. and whatever that looks like to you. And then the fourth step to that is really as you grow your business and you grow your wealth, you're giving back financially to things that aligned mm-hmm. with your with your with your vision and your mission and your values. And and that so honestly, good. that's a that's a big secret to the happy life. Because yeah. understanding that there's lots of hard stuff thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Right. There's lots of hard stuff. So But you can yeah. I, I think, you know, for any of you going through hard times right now or maybe coming out of them is, you know, to remember too, that even in, even in the hard times, um, there's joy and there's light and there's opportunity, but you have to, you have to really look for it and be willing to be open-minded for it. And, uh, it's okay sometimes to be in, in a hard spot, but also have, you know, great amounts of pain and great amounts of joy at the same time. The older I get, the more I realize that those are not mutually exclusive. And so, you know, we just want to encourage all of you as you're coming in and building your worlds to know that you're not alone and there are great things coming for you should you choose to pursue them. And, uh, you know, we're always here. So you've got you've got friends in us and I know Via and Sarah feel the same way. And we want to see you build that big business and that even bigger life. And sometimes it's messy, but I'll tell you, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It is worth it. That's right. It's absolutely worth it. Go out there, guys. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.